This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And guys, it's Bravo Friday, and I feel like renewed, rejuvenated, renewal by true renewal by Ramona Skincare. I feel, I don't know what's going on. I, this week has been really weird. I feel like antsy as fuck. I feel like restless. I feel like energetic, but I also feel like I'm ready to fucking snap. (laughs) Like it's weird. It's really not okay. I don't know if it's my double Sagittarius, you know, and my moon and my rising, but like, I need to know if you guys are feeling any type of way. I don't know if it's like where the moon is the cycle. I don't, guys, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Truly. I'm just on another fucking level because as I have discussed on my podcast earlier this week, I'm having a little war with Glamour Magazine. (laughs) Listen, So the article, if you guys do not know what I'm talking about, let me get into it. They had written an article based on a meme that I created that they credited to the wrong person who I love. I love comments by Bravo. It has no shade to them. It's literally all shade to glamour. And I was like, listen, I don't care if you take my meme. I don't give a fuck. But when you are a national publication and you make and you just like make that kind of mistake it's so stupid because also comments by bravo like they screenshot what you post and then they repost it but they keep your handle in there like they they keep it all like it's very clear where it has come from so i was like that's annoying so i obviously dm'd the author slash writer of this pot or of the article and i was like hey girly (laughs) we need to change this. And she was like, absolutely. She changed it. It was wonderful. Shout out to her. Forget her name, but she's great. And then then all of a sudden, I'm starting to get tagged left and right in this Instagram post that Glamour Magazine posted. And it's like a picture of the article. And then they have the, the screenshot of comments by Bravo's screenshot of me, of my me. <laughs> And people are commenting, they're like, how did you get this wrong? Like, it's literally right there. Like, how? And they're like asking, like hundreds of people were in the comments, like tag her, credit her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, LOL. Like, at this point, it's laughable. And someone said, they're like, at this point, it feels almost intentional. Like, did you fuck one of their boyfriends? Like, what is going on? I'm like, listen, I don't know. But I also, like, whoever runs our social media is Terry Blay because they do not even like read DMs. Like I was DMing, I was tagging them. It's shitty. It's just a shitty thing to do. But you know who's on the opposite end of that spectrum? Us Weekly and Marie Claire. Okay. Because guess what, guys? They tagged me in both of their memes that they reposted that I created. Now, I'm not saying that I'm like the most important person on this planet. No, but I'm a loud bitch. I'm a loud to fucking bitch. Like I said, I'm on another level. I'm just ready to like snap. You know, like I feel on edge 
And thank God I'm starting therapy this week, actually. Like, praise the Lord. I have been like on and off in therapy for a long time. And like now I have a new therapist. I'm very excited to meet her. I will definitely be updating you guys on this journey over in my community posts over at the dip.com. So use code guac for 90% off. There's also this really interesting community post that's like a thread over at the dip by a sex therapist. And you can like anonymously, because like your username doesn't have to be like your real name, obviously. It can be like whatever you want. Like there's someone who literally made their username this week, Austin Sucks. And I was like, God bless you. I love that person. Anonymously ask the sex therapist like whatever you want. And honestly, in these times, that's important. So the main issues that I want to bring to my therapist is like I I want to be able to be okay in relationships, meaning like friendships and romantic relationships. Now, this is no shade to my parents who are no longer together, but they're besties. It's a whole thing. I talk about it a lot, but I always have to preface that there's no bad blood there. I just don't know how to like be in a relationship. I just don't. I freak myself out. Like the moment I start to like someone is the moment I start to hate them, honestly. <laughs> like the moment I start to like nitpick in my head, like overthink everything. The moment I'm like, I, I start to just fucking spiral. And it's like, I think I've been so used to like dating that I don't know how to like be close to someone, if that makes sense. I don't know why I'm sharing this on this podcast when we literally have so much to discuss, but. You guys, sometimes I don't know where the wind is going to take me, but that's what I'm bringing to the table. And I kind of want to get to the bottom of it. I want to be better. I want to like feel more secure. I'm a very, I have a very deeply anxious attachment style. I'm glad that I'm kind of seeing someone who like understands that because before it was like, if I brought this to someone, they would be like, you're annoying. Everything is fine. And then they would shut down and pull away. And that is the literally the last thing that I want. So I'm just, you know, I'm a little stressed. I'm a little stressed over here. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why I'm feeling a little restless. Maybe that's why I'm feeling a little on edge because I feel like the moment I start to get like close is the moment I'm like, yeah, 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 we got to rain back. Like the moment I feel like I'm getting close to someone is the moment that I'm like making up reasons why I'm, I have to cancel plans. (laughs) Like I'm the worst because I'm also someone that's like, I want to be in a relationship. Like I want to be I want to have that, but like my soul and my spirit right now is just like, we got to figure some shit out, honestly. But you know what? Enough of me. Big news. Big Bravo news just happened. We are getting two Real Housewives of New York City. It was announced in uh, Variety. They did an interview with Andy Cohen. It was very, it's a really good interview. I highly recommend you guys go read it. Basically, he announced that there's going to be like a reboot Roni, like where none of the old cast comes back and they're going to center it around like different women, which is exciting. And then they're going to do like basically a spinoff Roni where it's all the OGs like Dorinda. I mean, I don't know if it's 100 percent, but like Luann, Dorinda, Sonia, like those are the girlies. There are rumors that Kelly Bensimone is coming back, which guys, if that's the case, I no, thank you. That's all I got to say. No fucking thank you. But, you know, I'm excited. I think we're going to get the best of both worlds. We're going to get our old gals. And I'm not saying that because they're older. I'm saying it because they're OGs, if you know what I'm saying. Got to make that clear. And then we're also going to get like some new girlies. And I'm excited because it's like, I love that we got new cities in Potomac and Salt Lake City. Like we got, I mean, Dallas, Dallas can go fuck off. I don't care about Dallas. You know, then we get Miami, like we're getting all this new energy. And honestly, it would be really exciting if one of these series, either the old Roni or the new Roni will be on like Peacock, because I think Peacock is doing a great job. They have great energy, great editing, like the way that they're like able to move story along is really, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I would prefer if they put the new Roni with the new girls on Peacock and gave us OG Roni on Bravo. Because eventually, I mean, Peacock is the Tinder swindler of streaming platforms because they make you pay this money. And then three months later, it's on Bravo. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? 
But you know what? I'm doing it for all of you uh, and myself because I can't get enough of Real Housewives of Miami. I have already rewatched it at least three times because it's just it's just good. It's good. It got has good drama. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Miami. So, you know, and then I've been seeing some hate about this decision. And this is my I'm going to stand on my soapbox for a minute. As someone whose job is to literally discuss Bravo, I understand, like, being critical. I understand all of that. But what I don't get is what the fuck do you people want from Bravo? Like, what do you want? Because I'm confused. On one hand, I see people, like, calling for Ramona's firing, which I understand. I also don't think Ramona will be coming back. I mean, I don't know for sure, but all I know is that woman was not mentioned anywhere in the press uh, for the the OG Roni, whatever. And I think it's her time after last season. She left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, blah, blah, blah. I get it. We've all said Ramona needs to go. So there's that. And then on the other hand, you have people asking for Kelly Dodd to come back to Orange County. And these are the same people asking for both of these things. And I'm like, what do you fucking want? Because they're the same fucking person. Honestly, I think Kelly Dodd is worse. Because Kelly Dodd is a fucking thirsty little bitch who tried to dox me. Ramona doesn't know how to post an Instagram story. So, I mean, and granted, Kelly Dodd docks the wrong Samantha Bush. That's that's a story. But oh, that poor girl working at Deloitte, she's probably like, get me the fuck. Like, what's going on? Yeah. That, that girl's like an intelligent human being working for like, a, a you know, doing actuarial stuff. I mean, anywho. So I'm like, no one is ever fucking happy. No one. People wanted diversity on Real House of New York City. They wanted all of that. And now we're getting it. And now we're complaining. And I'm like, what do you want? I feel like Noah screaming at Allie in the notebook. Like, I can't take it anymore. I just want us to be happy. We are getting two Real Houses of New York City. We are getting double the women. Like, we are getting the best of both worlds. I'm just like, can't we just take it for what it is and just be happy? Oh, like my God. I'm just like, Jesus Lord, you know, same thing with the new season of it. Just like that. Everyone's like, oh my God, why are we getting another season? Because it was the most watched show on HBO max. That's why, because all the people hating it watched it. And then guess what? They all talked about it. So the more that you watch it, the more you talk about it, the more it's probably going to come back. If you don't want to watch something, if you don't want it to come back, then don't watch it. Period. Done. To quote Dorinda Medley. If you guys ever rewatch New York City, you will notice that Dorinda says period done every episode. <laughs> Get that woman back on my fucking screen. Also, you know, I'm hearing for Jill Zarin to come back and I think she wants it too bad. To comment on the news that this is the two Ronies are happening and for her to tag Bravo Andy with a phone emoji, I'm like, yeah, this bitch wants it too bad. She's too thirsty for me. And it's like, I get all of them are thirsty. Everyone wants the spotlight on them. And I respect that. But at the same time, I'm like, I think Jill's time has passed. Like, we haven't seen her in a minute. I'm excited to see her on Real Houses of Ultimate Girls Trip 2.0. But, like, I don't think I need her back, like, on my screen in any more capacity than that. Maybe as a friend of, I don't know. But I want my girl Lou back. Lou is looking fantastic. I know that she just got kicked out of that townhouse bar or whatever. And it's like not great. But that's my Lou. That's my Lulu. And honestly, I was thinking about it. And here's the ranking of my top five housewives of all time. Okay. Number one of all time is Nene Leaks. I don't want to hear it. Don't at me. Number one of all time, Nene Leaks. Number two, I got to say Luann. Luann Deliceps. I, you know, that bitch is like, she's got nine lives and she looks better than ever. She's so beautiful. She's fun. She's sexy. She's like a little minx. I love her. Number three, Dorinda Medley. Dorinda Medley was my number two of all time, but now she's number three Uh, because I really gave it, I really, I gave it as much thought, but also with as little energy as possible. If that even makes sense, it makes sense to me. Number four, Yeah, maybe I just have a top three. (laughs) I don't know. You guys, I'm in a good mood. I'm in an edgy mood. I'm just, I'm here today. I am here. I have, I feel like I have risen. 
I feel like it, I have the windows open, you know, I, I don't know. I'm feeling good. I, I love looking at my vision board too while I record this podcast and speak to myself for 57 minutes. I don't know. Just I'm feeling good. Okay. Let's talk about the shows this week because they were giving. Every fucking show gave me so much this week. I'm going to start with Summer House because chronological order. Oh, I also have to say before I get into that, I was relieved to not have Salt Lake City (laughs) this week. I felt like a weight had been lifted off of me. Like, I didn't have to talk about these women and that made me feel good. I love them, but like also I was getting tired. My tank was empty. And now my tank is full again. My love tank, my Bravo love tank is through the fucking roof. I'm overflowing. Okay. Let's talk about Summer House. We're back. Lindsay's Twisted Fairy Tale birthday party is still going on. She had multiple costume changes, and that's honestly iconic behavior. Lindsay is the kind of person where, in this scenario with Austin, she is like, Sierra's feelings are not my responsibility. Lindsay wants no responsibility. This is hub house summer. She will kiss, lick, fuck, blow anybody she fucking wants. And it's her right. It is not her responsibility to cater to Sierra, who I don't think was a very... Let's be honest. I don't think that they've ever been friends. Ever. So this idea that Lindsay owes Sierra something is just, I don't think, the truth. Because I don't think that they fuck with each other. I don't think they ever did. I think they are two people who live their lives very differently, who have very different like personalities, different vibes. Lindsay is like a good fucking time. Sierra, personally, I'm struggling with. Uh, When Austin looked at her and said, why are you not having fun? I hate Austin Kroll, Fozzie Bear. But in that moment, I was like, he's got a point. Because this woman seems to never be having fun. Ever. And I say it every week when I talk about Summer House. I can't stop thinking about Danielle on Watch What Happens Live say, Sierra takes herself too seriously. And that's probably why they're not vibing. Because you're looking at Danielle and Lindsay who don't take themselves seriously at all, who like had a plan B on her cake. Like, that's what we're working with. Sierra is just not that kind of girl. And that's fine. But like, I find her to be like hard not hard to watch, but like, I don't click with her either. Like in that way, like let loose. It's okay. Let loose a little bit. And what is this hold that Austin Kroll has on her? I'm so confused by this. If I, and listen, this is the only time I'm not even defending Austin Kroll. I'm just like, I'm honestly, I'm defending myself as a viewer (laughs) that I had to watch this. If I hooked up with a man set a few times, Five months ago, and I'm at a friend's birthday party, drinking, dancing, swimming, chugging rosé out of gigantic bottles of Whispering Angel, and that man followed me around this party and wanted to talk, I would fucking lose it. If I am like, now is not a good time to talk about this, please respect that. Boundaries. Boundaries. And Austin, as much of a Muppet as he is, I will get into that later. He said to her, I want to have this conversation with you, but like not right now. Now is not a good time. I'm in a wilted flower crown. I look like a dusty ass prince. Like now is not the time Sierra and Sierra should have recognized that. And in that moment, Sierra should have been like, this man is not the man for me. This man is making me look like a clown. This man is embarrassing me because that's what he was fucking doing. She, I don't even know if she really likes Austin. At this point, it almost feels like she she just cannot have him. And I think Sierra is so used to getting any man that she wants because she is a bombshell, beautiful queen that I think this is like, I think she feels like so confused. Like why when, because she keeps just telling him that she likes him. She's like, I like you. I like you. It's like, do you? Because this feels weird. Like, you barely see him or speak to him, it feels like. And now all of a sudden, you're like, I like you, Austin. Okay, well, he doesn't like you in that way. Because if he did, babe, he would... If a 
you know what? I hate using this saying, but sometimes it fucking applies. And it's if he wanted to, he would. And he doesn't fucking want to. He wants to have a good time. So the more that Sierra is pushing and pushing and pushing Austin, the more he's pulling away and wants to go have fun with the fun girl. He wants to have a good time. He flew up to the fucking Hamptons. He's mic'd up. He wants screen time. He's like, I'm not having this conversation with this girl who just wants to have this serious talk in the middle of a fucking twisted fairy tale party. I want to throw Lindsay's ass in the pool. I want to have fun. And that's what he does. He's like, done, 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 done with this. Also, I think he would have made out with Lindsay if Lindsay didn't make out with him. Like Paige said on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, yeah, they would have kissed no matter what. These two love to kiss each other. But I think that they both have this understanding that they like each other in a way where it's like, yeah, we like to kiss. I don't think it's any deeper than that. And I think that that's okay. Call me fucking crazy. I don't think it's deeper for Lindsay than I like to kiss this tall man and I want to party. I mean, she kissed Alex, for God's sake, at one point. And not this party, but a few episodes ago. Like, this woman is out of her mind. And God bless. She gives us great television. He's throwing her in the pool. And he says to her, he's like, Sierra keeps wanting to talk to me. And it's like, I don't want to do this. And then Sierra's in the pool. Lindsay gets out of the pool. Sierra then swims over to Austin and is like, let's talk. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy does not want to talk to you. (laughs) But of course, he's like, sure. So they go in the kitchen. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the TikTok of the woman saying white men look like tortillas. But Austin looks like a tortilla. I can't explain it to you. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. You know what I'm saying? But they're like having this talk. And like, he does not want to be there. Like, he does not want to be having this conversation. But Lindsay, the president of the dip, said to me once, she was like, Austin is a people pleaser. He will say whatever he needs to say to the person that's standing in front of him because, like, he, like, wants to be liked, but he also doesn't want to have the confrontation. But also he's causing the drama because he's people pleasing. It's like this horrible cycle he's in. And I'm like, yeah, that's really what's going on because this woman, this beautiful woman standing there in a towel looking stunning, I would look like Fraggle Rock, if I was Sierra in that moment. And she has to basically like pull it out of him that he likes her. And it's like, I I don't think there's really that much truth to that, of him saying, I like you. Because the moment he says that, the moment in her mind, she's like clicked like, okay, yep, see, he likes me. He doesn't like Lindsay. I won. Now I have to go have this horrible conversation with Lindsay to be like, he doesn't even like you. He likes me. It's fucking weird. It's so weird. It's so lame. I'm so over it. Because again, she follows Lindsay outside to try to have a talk with her. And Lindsay's like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to have fun today. And you can, it's like, she's coming to Lindsay with this like negativity and this like behavior of like, we're going to talk. And it's like, no, I'm not doing it. And I'm sorry. Like I said earlier, if you are telling me let's talk and I'm saying not right now, please do not follow me around the pool and then call me. What did she call her? Uh, uh, something ass bitch. Fuck. I can't remember you guys. It's going to drive me crazy. And you're all probably yelling at me right now because I do that when I'm listening to podcasts and they can't get information correct. I literally scream. So while this is going on, Austin pulls Paige aside because there was like that incident upstairs where he shut the door on Paige. That was not cool. And I love when Paige pops off. Paige popping off is like one of my favorite things of all time, truly, because it happens like rarely. Like it happens, but like not like this, like where she was like, get the fuck out of here. You are a guest. So act accordingly. And I was like, yes, bitch. Also, this is your boyfriend's best friend, which as we know, Craig said on Watch What Happens Live that him and Austin did not talk for like two months after this party because I guess there was ripples that happened outside of the house. Like this caused a huge shitstorm, And I'm like, I want to know why. I want to know what the fuck happened. Give me Southern Charm immediately. Oh, God. Can't wait. I can't wait for Southern Charm to be on. Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Married to Medicine, you guys. It's going to be a good spring. Good summer. Spring, summer, fall, September joggers. So yeah, that's annoying. Um, Lindsay and Paige start fighting. Danielle gets involved. 
She's screaming, why are we fighting over this fucking man? Look at him. This is the man you're fighting over. This is the man. You guys are beautiful boss ass bitches and you're fighting over this. I was like, thank you, Danielle. And Amanda said it too several times. She was like, uh, this is all Austin's problem because Austin is playing them both, telling them both what they want to hear and doing what they want. And like, it's just causing a fucking problem. Then Paige and Lindsay start fighting. And that fight to me felt like four years in the making. Like these two just do not vibe. They do not mesh, never have. They never spend time together in the house. You will never see them like one-on-one together ever, ever. And, you know, there's reasons for that. I will be writing about that on the dip. So please, obviously I will be posting it as well. Basically the origin story of Paige and Lindsay. And I can't wait to dive into that because it's, It's just been brewing for a minute, you guys. It's been brewing. And then, of course, you know, next week. Oh, one last thing. Lindsay goes out. Austin goes out. Danielle and Robert, who, guys, Danielle and Robert, I mean, cuties. Cutie, cutie, cuties. They have so much fun together. Lindsay comes back with another guy named Luciano. And I'm like, yes, bitch. That is fucking legendary behavior, if you ask me. You, she's like, you guys think I'm into Austin? Watch me fuck the shit out of this Italian guy. And I'm like, God bless. Because it's like, exactly. She does not care about Austin in that way. She just wants to make out. Doesn't matter with who. Also, you guys, Carl and Mackenzie are so boring. I know I love Carlito. I love him as a person, but him and Mackenzie are duds. They were talking about like his breath at one point. And I'm like, ew, we get out of here. I don't need to hear about Carl's breath. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah. So next week, I mean, obviously we get the major confrontation between Danielle and Sierra where Sierra throws wine at Danielle. And then in the slow-mo, someone posted on Instagram, cannot remember the account for the life of me. They did like a slow-mo. Sierra throws a glass on Danielle's like chest and it shatters. Left a bruise, Danielle said. And Danielle said that the only time she's ever heard an apology from Sierra about this incident is on camera and then never a word since. Like, she's like, never reached out to me. She's never done anything. And it's like, that's messed up. And I'm like, yes, Danielle, that's so messed up. Yeah. So I can't wait for next week. I need this to pop off because Austin will be out of the house. Craig will be in the house. Let's go. Okay. Let's take a break from that and I'll be right back and I will talk about New Jersey and Orange County. Planning your next Disney vacation for the summer? Visit Undercover Tourist, the trusted name in theme park tickets. Get into the park you love for less. Save up to $82 per ticket to the Walt Disney World Resort. With a hotel or a car rental edition, you can save up to 30% off your order. Visit UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast for the lowest prices on all Walt Disney World Resort tickets. Plus, Undercover Tourist offers a 365-day refund guarantee. That's UndercoverTourist.com slash podcast. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Okay, guys, we're back and I'm ready to talk about New Jersey and Orange County. Let's fucking go. New Jersey. Where to begin? First, let's let's just start at the top. Let's start at the tippy top. I'm so happy to see Marge and Jennifer have this sit down because that is what makes good reality show, in my opinion, is there's conflict and resolution. Conflict and resolution. That is what you need in a show to move it along, to keep it fresh, keep it moving. Because I can't see people rehash the same thing over and over and over again. It's giving me Beverly Hills. It's giving me Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. It's giving me Radar Online. And I want a part of that. Okay. 
I want to talk about the sit down first. First of all, Marge brought her own, I believe, Snickers coffee made. Honestly, that looked delicious. I'm an original girl. I'm like a coffee made a ridge, but I might be dipping my toes into some Snickers because that looked really good. And I trust Marge with coffee wrecks. I trust Marge. Honestly, guys, I would trust Marge with my life. And that might be dramatic, but it is what it is. They have the sit down and it's really honest from both sides. And what I loved about it was Marge was listening to Jennifer. And I think people are just literally assuming the worst of Marge. And I think in Marge's mind, she thinks this happened 10 years ago. I don't know the inner workings of your home. I don't know that you guys haven't talked about it. I don't know that your family didn't know. So when I brought it up, I was like, obviously, this happened 10 years ago. Why why is it this big revelation? And then Jennifer is like, yeah, no one knows. I've swept it under the rug for 10 years. And now, honestly, I'm glad that March brought it up. And a part of me feels that Jennifer might be too, because now she's like able to feel how she feels. She's able to, to articulate how she feels to Bill, to her friends, to her family. She's She doesn't have to hold this secret and like Jules Weinstein of New York, New York said, secrets keep you sick. And I think Jen probably feels this sigh of relief. And she's able to express her feelings to other women who might have experienced something like that. I mean, Marge kind of on the opposite end of where like she cheated on her husband. But like she told Jennifer, she's like, my marriage was fucking broken. Like we were not in a good place. We were like barely married at that point when she got with Joe B. And, like, guys, her and Jan are cool. Like, keep that in mind. Marge and Jan are, like, I mean, two seasons ago, he was over at her house. Like, it's fine. Shit happens. Life happens. But Marge has always been honest from the jump about her life. She's always come forward before anybody else. I mean, for example, with the whole Vineyard Vines lawsuit a couple years ago, she came out and just got in front of it and was like, yeah, I'm being sued for, like, copyright infringement or something. Because of the whale. <laughs> the whale looked similar. Oh, there are just times on this podcast where I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> like, what am I even saying? A whale. Whale copyright infringement. So I think that that is where her and Jennifer obviously differ, is Jennifer kept it all inside. And maybe it came out in other ways. I think Jennifer maybe was projecting a lot of stuff onto other people. A lot of like doth protest too much. Like Bill's perfect. Bill's the best husband. Bill's the best dad. Bill's the best provider. Bill's this. Bill's that. It's like, is Bill all of those things? I don't think so. Bill fucking sucks. Let's be honest. If there's one person on the show to hate, it's fucking Bill. I hate Dr. Bill. I think he's slimy, greasy. I don't want anything to do with that man. Jennifer is a queen. I think Jennifer is one of the best housewives we've seen in such a long time. She's almost to me how I feel about Shanna Bedore on Orange County and Dorinda Medley on New York. Like, it feels like she just was always there. Like, even though she came in pretty late to the game, I feel this, like, I just, I want to protect Jennifer and I want her to feel like a strong, independent woman. And I want her to know, like, Bill cheating on her was not her fault. And her describing, she's like, Whenever he would like criticize me in the beginning of our marriage, she's like, I would change and I would try to make him happy and I would try to do these things. So when he cheated on me, I was like, what am I doing wrong? And that just broke my heart. And even Marge started crying and like Marge was like, I would have never done this or brought this up if I hadn't thought that you worked through it or talked about it or if your family even knew. Like, And I believe that wholeheartedly because seeing how heartbroken Jennifer is, is so sad. Like, you can tell she's just, like, in a deep, dark place with it. And then especially because it's now highlighting how Bill isn't there for her, how he doesn't show up for Jennifer. And that makes me so sad because Jennifer's like, I got through what I needed to get. Well, I'm not even going to say she got through it. She ignored it and, you know, in quotes, forgave him for cheating on her while she was nine months pregnant. Disgusting pig. So she's like, and you can't stand up for me? Like, you're silent. You're not going to forgive these men for bringing something up that you did to me, but I have to forgive you. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I feel so bad for her. I don't want to see a marriage break up on Real Housewives, but sometimes it's like 
Bill needs to be fucking reminded who he's married to. He's married to a great girly. And God, he's disgusting. I do not fuck with Bill Aiden. I never really have, to be completely honest. I, I don't maybe I did. I don't think I did. But whatever. If I if I ever said anything good about Bill, I take it all back. He's a fucking loser. Um, because I don't like men who cannot be who cannot take accountability for their actions and the way that they hurt people, i.e. Austin Kroll, who blame women for reacting to how they get treated. It's like, no, that's like, you're a human being. If someone's going to treat me like shit, I'm going to have a reaction to that. And that doesn't make me fucking crazy. So check yourself, Bill. Billy boy. Go to fucking work. Like, leave Jennifer alone. Leave her alone. I want... Honestly, I would love to see Jennifer come out on top of this situation and find a man who fucking loves her, worships her, takes care of her, makes her laugh, stands up for her, protects her. That's what I want. And if Bill can't be that guy, then goodbye. Goodbye, Billy. Dr. Billy. Also, I feel like he's cheated more than once. I'm just saying. That's just, that's an alleged. I'm going to protect myself. An alleged. I, it's a feeling I have. I just feel it. I think he's slimy. And I think Jennifer is like kind of like a Portia Williams situation. Now, obviously, these two are very these two women are very, very different. But remember when Portia Williams started her first season of Atlanta, she was married to Cordell, and she like wouldn't go to the strip club. She wouldn't do this because it was all Cordell, Cordell, Cordell. Like, what is he going to think of me? What is he going to say? What is he going to do? It was a very controlling relationship. And then she got to spread her wings and she's flying. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Portia. I do love Portia, but I also don't love Portia. That's a conversation for a different time. Um, I mean, that might happen to Jennifer. Like, Jennifer's might be gaining some independence, just like, I mean, Melissa did. When Melissa first started, I mean, she even wrote in her book, her little marriage book, like, you know, appease your husband. Like, you know, if he wants to have sex, like, you should just have sex even if you don't want to. Very problematic things. But now she's like, I'm an independent woman. Like, I have my own business. I'm this. I'm that. I bring the fucking cake, not the crumbs. And I want Jennifer to find that strength too. And I think being around all of these strong women, that could happen for her. And I really, really want that. Then the bomb gets dropped. Personally, I think this is a bomb. You guys might not think it's a bomb, but I do. She then says, what makes you think Teresa wasn't digging around on Jackie and Evan? And I know people are like sick of hearing about Jackie and Evan, Jackie and Evan. But the two situations keep kind of with Louie and Evan, they keep kind of being like, brought together in a way like I feel like people keep trying to equate the two and I get it so guys as long as Louis on the show this fucking situation is going to get brought up because it's hypocrisy okay hypocrisy at its finest and Marge is like what <laughs> excuse me so basically Jen is alleging that Teresa either told her to call around to people or she called around and did some digging on Evan Either way, it's shitty. I think Teresa, people don't understand. Teresa's been on this show for 12, 13 years. She knows how to play the game. And people are giving her like way too much credit for like not knowing how things happen. No, Teresa knows. Like she gets how all of this works. Like she's not dumb. I mean, well, that's debatable. But she gets it. Ultimately, Marge and Jennifer, they hug, they make up, everything's good. I'm glad that there was resolution. And then honestly, you guys, the scene, I love Dolores and Frank Sr. I love it. I love watching them together. I think they're funny, light, airy, breezy, easy, like beautiful cover girl. I think they're funny. And David, 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 Dr. David. He doesn't know how to be there for someone that I think that like doesn't involve the hospital, which is crazy. I think what he's doing with Dolores' mom is really sweet, but also odd because it's like, you couldn't spend all this time with your girlfriend of five years. Like, what? And Dolores is like so confused. She's like, this is weird. Like, he won't talk to me. And it's like, yeah, because his ego is fucking bruised. You know, he's got the arrogance of a doctor at the end of the day. Like, you know, he's hurt. He's hurt. 
So I like that little scene. Of course, you guys, you know, I have a photo album in my phone of, of Frank Catania holding things. And now, obviously, there has been a new photo added to the album of Frank Catania sitting on that baby stool. That little stool had the strength of an ox. I was shocked it didn't buckle beneath him. Like, those fucking legs to that baby stool were, like, literally, like, holding on for dear life. Like, the screws holding those legs together was, like, they were, they were, they were praying for dear life, okay? That made me laugh. And then we get a scene with Jackie and Evan, which did not make me laugh. I have to say... I think Evan is a great partner for Jackie and that he supports her. He listens to her. And I think that that probably took a lot of getting used to, especially when you're dealing with someone who has an eating disorder, especially one that I feel is Jackie is still so in it. I mean, I think we all know that. We've watched her talk about it. And so when she's talking about going for Renf- to that Renfro uh, place to help her, they they want her to come in for impatient. They want to, then they were like, and she said, no, I can't because of my kids. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Then they said, we want to do outpatient where it's a couple, it's three nights a week for like three hours. She says, no, I can't do that because of my kids. And I got a real fucking problem with the people online talking about how, well, Jackie just doesn't want to go because she doesn't trust Evan. It's all about her not trusting Evan. Fuck you. Honestly, I know that might sound harsh, but it is, so short-sighted and it infuriated me when I saw so many people saying that. Jackie, this is my opinion, okay? I don't know if this is fact, fiction, whatever. All I'm saying, my opinion, my observation is I think when you're confronted with like, now I'm really going to have to put in the work, like now I'm really going to have to make that change, I bet she's so scared and she will make any excuse to be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Because her saying, I know what I need. It's like, do you? Do you, Jackie? I, you know, and that's harsh, but it's like the truth. And even Evan was like, what? Please go. Marge was like, you need to do this. Like, I'm worried about you, you know? And it's, I mean, it's concerning that her, I think, 11-year-old daughter and her can share the same clothes. Like, and Jackie even said that that's not good. So it's like, I want Jackie to surrender herself to the process and just like let herself heal and get better. And that's probably so scary because she's been in this same place for 20 years. And I think that that's, it's probably scary when you're confronted with that. Like, oh fuck, now I'm really going to have to change. Because it's like, you can go to the doctors and get all the blood work you need done. But when you get the results, are you going to take the doctor's advice? That's, you know, that's the real work. I don't know. Call me crazy. Then we go to some treehouse excursion that Tracy put together. And people wonder, like, I don't dislike Tracy, but she's just, I don't think, a great fit. I don't think that there's really anything wrong with her. I just don't, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it, you guys. Um, Especially when you come, like, full glam to a, a treehouse playground. I I don't know what to call obstacle course. And I do have to laugh because Marge did come in pretty hot with like telling everyone the news about Jennifer and people were kind of giving her shit for it. And I understand why. Because it was a little intense. I mean, it was intense. Like she like literally walked up. She's like, Jennifer was sobbing. Her marriage is over. (laughs) Like she was, I don't think taking glee in it, but I think like Marge is on a reality show and she's going to let the bitches know like what the fuck happened. Plus, I also think her and Melissa and Jackie are so close in real life that Marge is like, whatever. Like, I'm going to tell these girls what's up. Dolores comes looking beautiful. Dolores is so beautiful, you guys. I, I, when she's on screen, I am captivated by her. And she just let them know. She's like, Marge, Tracy, she's coming for you today. She's coming in hot. She's coming in hard. Because Teresa doesn't like people asking questions. We watched this with Jacqueline back in like season four when all the tabloids were out about Teresa that Teresa mind you was taking part in Teresa was taking part in cover photo shoots for like I don't know star magazine life and style whatever the fuck the inquirer I don't know and it's like how am I gonna pay how am I gonna 
provide for my kids. It's like, okay, then if you're doing those shoots, your friends should be able to ask about them. But Teresa doesn't fucking like it. And it's been 10 years of this. Teresa doesn't like people asking questions, but it's like, that's also ridiculous. Like, we're on a reality show. People are going to ask questions about videos of your fucking boyfriend, allegations of your boyfriend. Get over it. And I do have to say, Tracy had a point. She was like, no one's like saying anything bad. We're just asking about what's going on. Why can't we ask? It's weird. It's so weird to me. I don't get it. But Teresa is a reality star. She knows how to make a scene, but this was like over the top. And I have to give it to Margie, who let her have it in the moment, not in a confessional, not on Twitter. In the moment, she was like, you're fucking embarrassing. Look how you fucking looked all last year. Like, yeah, I was like, get a bitch. Both of them, I was like living for this. And then there was a to be continued, which I'm so sick of to be continued. So sick of them. But because then on bravotv.com, they put out the like a five minute extended like teaser for next week. And I was like, why didn't they just show this on the episode? I don't get it. (sighs) I'm going to talk about Orange County really quick. I'm really, really excited for the trip to Aspen. I feel like it will be really good. I feel like this was like a good episode to kind of like set the stage for next week or the next coming weeks, I should say, because I feel like they'll be in Aspen for a while. (laughs) We're going to be in Aspen for a minute. You know, Noella's dad died, which is really sad. I find her to be very theatrical. I can't tell yet if it's really who she is or if she like if she's really that way or if she's just like kind of doing it for cameras. Like I can't figure it out really. I mean, I feel for her, but it's like a lot, you know? It's a lot. And guys, she has a daughter. And I don't know why she doesn't talk about her. Maybe it's like with a different man and maybe that guy doesn't want his daughter being mentioned on TV. Like, I want to get to the bottom of that. I will be taking to the boards, the boards meaning the dip. And I, we got to figure it out because she only ever mentions her son. And I'm like, I think she has a daughter too. What's going on there? Emily looked amazing. Emily's really, really getting me good this year. I'm really enjoying her. I think without Kelly, she doesn't have that dark figures, you know, the Voldemort, like sucking the life out of her and causing problems. So that's good. Even Shane's kind of making me laugh, you know, when he was taking photos of his food and she's like, oh, is that for your blog? I laughed and he was like, no, it's so I can tell people that you cooked. I was, guys, I was laughing. I was like, they're funny. I like them. And I was really, really tough on Shane last year. I like, I hated that little short stack. I could not stand him. And now I'm like, guys, they're funny. They're giggling. They make me laugh. Like they're light. I, I don't know. I'm like, And his mother is the smallest person I've ever seen. Perry, that little tiny woman, she looks like a twig. Like, and that's not even me commenting on her body. Like, she literally looks like a character from A Bug's Life. Like, she's just a tiny girl. And I want to, like, put her in my pocket and, like, make sure she's safe. Like, she's smaller than Lydia. Like, she's just a tiny, tiny woman. You know, she's cutie. Um, And I think, like, it's really sweet to see Emily with that, like, family unit. And I totally relate to her in that. Like, I'm I'm not – I hate the term, like, I come from a broken family. I don't. I don't want to say that it's broken. But, like, I also am – it's such a small family. It's just me and my parents who aren't together. So it's, like, when I am around people that have, like, siblings and their parents are still together and they have this really big family, like – I'm very attracted to that. And I think it's really sweet. Uh, So I totally get that. Um, This whole Gina Shannon thing is very bizarre. I can't quite figure it out. But I'm finding myself liking Shannon. I love seeing Gina in a better place. I love seeing Gina like succeed and do the skincare hashtag salicylic acid, as Kelly Dodd put it on Twitter or Instagram or the fuck last night. But I just don't get the problem. I think there's a lot of hurt feelings. I think there's just like some strangeness going on. Um, I also, guys, I don't like John Jansen. I know that he came to Shannon's defense and everyone's like, yes, bitch, like stand up for your woman. But I'm like, something in the buttermilk ain't clean, if you know what I'm saying. I just don't like that man. I just don't. He looks dead behind the eyes. I just get away from me with this Apollo. I just do not, not enjoy him. 
And I mean, I think Heather had a point. Like, if you're so happy, Shannon, like, why do you have to keep going? I'm so happy. Like, that's weird. Because if you're happy, you'll just be happy and people can sense it. It's an aura. I don't know. I, I Guys, I'm here from the Shannon, Shannon Assance is how I put it on Instagram. I'm really here for it. You know, I just, I can't, I can't figure it out. And for Gina's parents to like tear up and thanks, Shannon, for getting Gina, that lawyer, to help with her DUI. I was like, see, Gina, is it hard? Is it hard to be that thankful? But I think Gina comes from a place of like, that was the hardest time in my life. I don't want to keep bringing it up. And by thanking her all the time, it's like just that constant reminder like of that, of that horrible time in her life. And it's like, I get it. And also this like, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, being a good co-parent with her ex, Matt, is one thing. But I don't think he needs to be coming to, like, launch parties. Like, the man still did what he did. Like, we need to have boundaries. You can accept someone and forgive them. But I also think, like, come on. We don't need to be doing that. And granted, he wasn't there. But she did say that she wanted to invite him and his new girlfriend. It's like, we don't need to be doing that. And it really was sweet, that moment between her and Travis, Gina and Travis, where she was like, he really was there for me in the darkest time of my life. And I thought that was really beautiful, you guys. I did. I got me good. Also, you know what got me good? Terry DeBro with poppers. I was living. I was like, I wish I was poppers. Because you guys, you know I'm attracted to Terry DeBro. It's just, it is what it is. It's my truth. Let me live. I know people that are attracted to Shane Simpson. You know who you are, listeners. You know who you are. You've slid in my DMs a time or two and told me. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to talk about with Orange County. I feel like I said, not really a filler episode. Not much happened. Just kind of set the stage for the next couple weeks. Very excited about that. Yeah. Wow. This was a very unhinged episode. I was ranting and raving. I, my blood sugar is plummeting currently. Like I'm currently shaking. I need to eat something. I've had so much coffee. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out the dip.com. Use code guac, G-U-A-C to read all of the things that are going on over there. Very exciting, very interactive female founded space. Please go do that. And I will see you guys all around on Instagram. Remember, follow me at Bravo Historian and at Takers All on Twitter. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.